You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a rejuvenated, mm. back like cook crack episode of Clock Radio Speakers. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Santana. Oh, Jewels, we hardly knew you. He was really that. We've talked about that. He was. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to know if any of our New York listeners. We're already off track. We're already off track. I, for any of our New York or tri-state area uh, listeners of the show, how does one get a Joel Santana style bandana to stay on one's head without moving? Did oh, you ever see his bandana move? <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't really pay that close of attention to the movements of his bandana. But uh, or maybe lack thereof in this case. It's the only I mean, movement that's moving. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe he had like a stylist who's putting like you know bobby pins in the back or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he did it. Because it was. It wasn't Girl, like okay, girls so got lots of tricks for stuff like that, man. They do. They do. You're right. Now, Jada Kiss, when he tied the paper towel, he actually <laughs> tied it. The Joel's well, yeah, bandana was, functional. was baggy. <laughs> it was functional. Yeah, that paper towel. It was in case of emergency. Yeah, you know, you never know. You know what I'm saying? You might might get hot, spill a little you something might spill on the something. Right. <laughs> Find yourself eating like a you know a sandwich. You wipe your hands. Just ah. don't. But then you tie it back around. <laughs> That's funny. This is completely nonsensical. Uh, so who? Where are we? Who are you? What's going on? Oh yeah, yeah. Armand, wake up here. Follow me on Twitter at Armand. Wake up. A R M O N D. Wake up. All one word. ClockRadioSpeakers.com, powered by Tumblr. You can find us at SoundCloud, Facebook. Where else are we at? Fourth District. Fourth District, the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we're also in the streets. And you know, like literally, my- like, like, like the locks, they were like in the pavement on the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how bad that cover was until we did the Rough Riders retrospective. <laughs> These dudes really were like embedded in the streets. I just, <laughs> I just hope. Like? I, I was just gonna say, I hope the meeting for that went something like, you know, the concept is we need something that just really reflects that we are in the streets. And someone's like, all right, I got it. Here you are in the street, and people are like, like it takes like a minute to sink in. Everyone's looking around the table like, yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> in the streets. Like you can just see how this went. Oh man, why were we not A and R's in hip hop <laughs> circa nineteen ninety nine? We would have made a killing. Uh, we would, our expense accounts would have been we'd have been living large. That's a nice Yeah, we'd have we'd have been straight, man. Have you have you watched these uh these Irv Gotti complex videos? No, no. So Irv is sort of talking about, you know, his history with music and stuff and with the most recent one, I actually watched it uh getting ready for the show. And they talked about um how Ja gave Jay the uh, the the flow and the hook for Can I Get a, and well, yeah. he actually made a good point where and I don't remember this but he said Hard Knock Life got him in the door but it was like a flash so it was like it blew and then went away but then Can I Get a was on the charts for a year and I do remember Can I Get a hanging around for a very long time yeah. for starters I think Can I Get a might have even been a single before but Hard Knock Life won him a Grammy. It did. Okay. So let's not call I mean, it a flash. Look at, there's a listen, little bit of listen. self-serving uh, revisionist history going on here. A little bit, but I mean, it's not like every song or artist or album that wins a Grammy is just this long reigning 
thing. Like, you know, one hit wonders have won Grammys. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying, I, I don't, I don't think anybody looks to, can I get it as the cornerstone of volume two? Shh, man. I'm, I think when you think of volume two, the first song you think of is Hard Knock Life, of course. Of course. But can I get it was probably number two. It was also on a soundtrack. Rush, Rush Hour. Right. And the thing about Volume 2, as we discussed on our J-Retro, was it, or at least one of the episodes on J-Retro, part of it that was interesting is there were all these sound other singles that like were cribbed from other places, right? There was It's All Right, which was on... Um, uh, that was on Kid Capri soundtrack to the streets, right? No, no, no. That was just like that. Yeah. Uh, it's All Right. Was it on Streets is Watching? Streets is Watching. Right. And then there was Money in a Thing, which was on uh, Dupree's album. Then yep. there was Can I Get It, which was on Rush Hour. Like, so there was already, like, it was a sort of like mini greatest hits of 98 thing. You know, there's a lot of singles. So to me, Can I Get It was, it was a big single. Don't get me wrong. But, and it introduced yeah. Ja and I guess introduced Emil in a way. But like, actually it didn't introduce, wait, did it introduce? Yeah. Because uh, Holla yeah. Holla was 99. Hover, hover. Yep. <laughs> We're taking over, soldier. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, anyway, I can't believe we're talking about Ja Rule uh, on Clockwork Speakers already. Have you um, have you watched his uh, Have you watched his show? He's got a show on, I think MTV, like Being Ja Rule or something like that. Like Ja's Rules. It's, he, it's basically he, like Ti show. Here, here's what I watch on TV. I watch John Oliver, and I watch NBA League Pass. That's yeah. it. <laughs> League Pass is great. Oh yeah, my. My my boy, I was at his house earlier today. Actually, shout Smurf who shot the uh, Have You Ever video. You can watch that right now. Um, he gave me a tour of his League Pass. Mm. I don't know what I've been doing with my life. League Pass is amazing. Now, my beef with League Pass has always been um, that they don't show, like they black out local games That's right. and they don't have TNT and stuff like that. And I'd be like, yeah, if I'm going to pay this much money, I want everything. Right. So for me... What it basically means is right. So the, the TNT games get blacked out, local games get blacked out, but you can go watch it the next day, which I realize doesn't sound that great. But for me, it works because I work from home. So I'm watching NBA League Pass on my lunch break, which is fantastic. Mm. So make myself a little lunch, sit down, watch League Pass, go through, you know, whatever game was really good the night before, watch watch it. Like basically when we talk NBA at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be way too prepared. I've mm. already seen every single team in the league play. Okay. <laughs> it's wow. great. It's great. Lovely okay. pass. Can't say enough. Um, Wait, well, who are, are you, strange person who's talking to me about NBA League Pass? Uh, this is Doc, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Clock Radio Speakers. You can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats, S not a Z. Um, yeah. So uh, we took last week off. We did. Um, we had to, you know, we needed to catch our breath. Also, there was n- nothing really going on. We don't nope. want to. We don't want to force it. Nah. Um, get, get you get used to that. We're not going to talk about. Yeah. We weren't going to talk about DJ Khaled. Nah. I, I skimmed. Oh man, I skimmed. I I, uh, I drove to Cincinnati this weekend. I skimmed through that album on the drive. Yeah. They rapped over True Hootie Who. Oh, you're right. They did. Oh man. You know what though? I always like that beat. That beat is hard. So I was like, I'm okay with that. What made me mad was that I didn't think to rap over it. Oh, right. I need to rap over No Limit Beat mm. in the next three to four months. Once this Marcus Grammary sort of calms down a little bit, maybe when the weather breaks. You, you don't want to do romantic raps over uh, Hootie Who? Over Make Him Say Uh? <laughs> oh, man. It, Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. 
That's yeah. Oh, oh, I was I was going there, but I'm gonna chill. <laughs> get a little sons of fun. Get some. Uh, you can call it no limit. You can call it. There. You can call it no limit and chill. No limit. What? No limit and chill. <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, I'm so sure, bad. I'm sure I could get me an ex. I would actually, I would actually love to get me an ex on Mercedes. <laughs> if somebody could find Mercedes, uh, if somebody could just find her on Twitter or oh, Facebook well. or Instagram or something. Um, oh, well, I had something I was going to ask you about. Oh, speaking of music, yeah. Apple Music is now on Android. It is. Have you tried it? I did. I did. I signed up for the uh, the three month. Uh, Sign up for three month trial yesterday. Three months trial is no joke. Yeah, it's three months. Like, yeah, that's a lot of time to get used to. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. What a time. Uh, first impression. Um, I don't see what they have that Spotify doesn't. Mm. I, I and I spent all day on it. For me, it's just um, the it's the curated playlists. Now I went through and I went through the playlists, and for the most part. See, this is my thing. With the curated playlists, there's only like 12 songs, 13 songs. It's like an album. Right. Now, if you follow me on Spotify, even if you follow Doc, do you still use Spotify? Or you uh, I'm pretty much on Apple Music at this point. Okay. I still have my account, but. So I was actually on the way back. I went through your Neptunes playlist. Yeah. Now, I know you did a Neptunes playlist for Clock Radio Speakers, and you pretty much put every single Neptunes song <laughs> that they ever produced. Right. But from... For me, that's what I want. Oh, see, I don't like that. I, I think of my playlists as albums. Yeah, nah, nah. I want everything. I want everything. Just like I'll do, I think the last playlist I did, I did like a best of AZ. So I didn't think like, well, how should we start this off? Nope. That's exactly how I think about it. Like, nope. I think about it like, what's the, how am I going to set the tone for this? And then, because obviously I do that because I think of everything in terms of sequencing, right? I'm like... And then I need to come with this and I've got this song and I need to figure out where I can put it. And yeah, that's, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Nah, that's not really <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah. I just want to, okay, let's put every single song. Cause I may not, for me, I may just want to hear AZ, but I want to hear, you know, random songs from his well, then discography. Just, then just, you literally play everything from an artist and just hit shuffle if you really want that. Nah, no. Cause I don't want to skip through the songs that I don't like. Oh, okay. So I, my, my playlist will be 80 songs. Right. And, you know, I'll just, and it, it'll depend on my mood, you know, so maybe I just want to hear, you know, this selection or whatever. You know who I need to make a playlist of? What? I don't have a Kanye playlist. There's a lot of Kanye playlists on Apple Music. Now, the only, the first one that I was greeted with was uh, songs about women. <laughs> and it was funny because it ended up bringing up one of my favorite Kanye songs that nobody ever talks about. White Dress. No, that's number two. Okay. Paranoid. Oh, I have mixed feelings about Paranoid. I love Paranoid. And I like to sing along to it. I'll admit that. Yeah, I yeah actually, it. I take that back. I do like Paranoid because I love, Paranoid. I just love singing you worried about the wrong things, the wrong things. Yeah. It's a, it's a really fun song. Right. On a, on a really dreary album. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, but I'm I'm still on it. I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a while. I'm not completely like turned off, but for me, again, me and Spotify, we got we got kids together. Yeah, no, there's a lot. I have so much stuff in Spotify. I totally understand. Yeah, one thing like, you might, if you're feeling nostalgic, one thing you can try is honestly search for a year, and you'll see certain playlists that are around years. Oh, so okay. like they have like a class of 2000 playlist. 
Okay. Where it's like stuff that would have been popular for that graduating class. Okay. It's genius. Okay. I like yeah. that. There's some interesting stuff there. So, um, Houston. <laughs> Track stars. <laughs> That's right. I still remember uh, ad libs from Chingy Records. So, uh, oh man. Oh wow. Okay. Playlists. Wow. Yeah. There's a okay. lot there. Country there's almost hits, rock hits. There's almost too much. Wow. Intro to Pink. <laughs> now I'm, I'm saying like inspired by Corn. Intro to Usher. But I kind of like this. And you know what, though? And it, that brings up another point. Um, we, got a, uh, we got a tweet yesterday from a listener who said he loved the show. Yeah. He said he's just now getting into hip hop. Mm. What should he listen to? And that is the hardest question, music related question. I think it's a question. Is. I think you, um, no, actually, I think, you know, I think this, there's a couple ways you could do this. I mean, you kind of have, I mean, do you, I think you have, for me, I'm a very timeline-based person. So, like, I would have to start, like, you start early. Now, depending on how you feel about certain eras, you might gloss over some stuff. Right. But, like, even if you only do a couple selections to sort of show the progression of things. Mm. Right? Because, like, if you want to introduce somebody to Illmatic, it's super helpful if they can understand the connect, if they can see the role, like, how Rakim changed how people rhyme. Right. Right. And, you know, if you play somebody chronic... It's very hell. It's I think it's way more impressive if you also go ahead and play them straight out of Compton, right? Right, and you can see like the growth. You can see how, like sort of the movement and all these. You know, the movement is moving. You can see the evolution of things. I think that's yeah. like I'm not saying you can play everything for them, right? But right. I think if you sort of go in, you know, maybe you start with, you know, the real question is how early do you start? Right. Right. And then there's right. these little like side paths. You know, it's like. Boy, if I play, if we get down the road of Public Enemy, that means I gotta go, you know. And it's like, it's, it's tough. It's it's tough. It's an interesting problem. Yeah, because it, it's it's like you can't just, you know, if somebody joins the military, you can't just like throw some fatigues on them, give them a gun, and say go fight. You have to like walk them through it. So I I think it's 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 a, a deeper answer than just hey, listen to Illmatic, Cuban Links, Straight Outta Compton, Reasonable Doubt. You know, in whatever, whatever. Like. Yeah. And I don't even think that's, again, I think that part of it too is to understand, you know, yeah, I think you have to go timeline. I really do. Like, it's complicated. It's, it's, it's hard too. It's kind of complicated. Then you can, like, then you can respond to that tweet. Oh, I'm not responding to that tweet. I'm going to need a, a, a I'm going to need like a, a tweet longer link or whatever. Like I'm going to need, you know, I need to write a medium post about that. Or you know what though? We may just need to like do an episode on like a class. Oh, that's interesting. We have a, we have a lot, we have a lot of new listeners. Like if, I, I believe I've noticed since we've gotten on fourth district, we've, we've gotten a much larger Christian audience. Right. And with them, hip hop was often demonized in the church. Maybe mm. within the last five years, has hip hop been acceptable for Christians to say, "Hey, I listen to this," and even some of the the some of the artists is still like kind of taboo to listen to. So you've got people who are just now, you know, their first album is like Lecrae's third album, and you're missing forty thirty five years worth of stuff that you right. need to know about. So right. maybe we need to do like a one on one. Maybe we need to do like a a, a couple of episodes on. You know, where to start somebody out at, maybe well, timelines and, and stuff like that. We'd have to get really, really nerdy, mm. but I think we could pull it off. Nerd, we'd have to be nerdy and accessible at the same time. Basically, the, the, thin, the thin line that every episode of Clock, Clock Radio Speakers attempts to walk. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. 
Speaking of Christian hip hop. Yeah. There's a show going on. There is. On Saturday. Saturday. Some people might be at it. Yes. What's going on? So Saturday, let me pull up the flyer because <laughs> I don't have all the information. So this Saturday, uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. It is in uh, Fountain Hill, Pennsylvania. The address is 945 Broadway. The venue is called The Art Establishment. Uh, friends of the show, Tragic Hero, Taylor Gray, they are throwing on a show called The Happy People Show. Happy People's a song on uh, Tragic Hero's album that features Taylor Gray. They are going to be backed by a band called 42 North. Does a lot of live instrumentation. They're very dope. And uh, I'll be the opening act. Hooray! <laughs> so if you are in, if you are out east, um, I would love to see you there. If you if you're a fan of the show, come come check it out. Come say what's up. You know, come kick it. Come hear some good music. And uh, yeah, Doc, are you coming? I was gonna say it. I'm I'm coming and I'm like three and a half, four hours away. That's going to be ill. If I'm coming and if you're closer than that, you really have no excuse. That's going to be <laughs> ill. That's, that's going to that's gonna be crazy. We're going to get pressed by every Christian rapper in the venue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you ain't like church clothes, huh? <laughs> I'm just going to be a walking, uh, you know, emoji shrug. Just be like, eh. Nah, well... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday, if you're there, come out. Like it should, it should be really, 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 really dope. I'm looking forward to it. Never been to PA, so th- I think now the only, the only three cities that I, well, four cities I want to go to now are Portland, mm. Phoenix, DC, and Atlanta. Those are the only four cities I haven't been to yet that I really want to go to. DC is not bad. Like you, you can the tourist thing in DC is nice. You just, just don't go in the summer. It's so hot. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Okay, maybe it's I'll go. On, maybe I'll go in springtime or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go, in, I'll go in the weather. I'll go in the weather breaks. Cause I, I mean, I need to go out east anyway. Cause when we start working on the album, I'm I'm coming to uh coming to Connect. I cut. I, I was gonna to, say we got the spare room right across from 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 where I'm at right now. So I need I need to uh I need to smell some good Greenwich, some good Vince McMahon air, <laughs> get some inspiration, <laughs> some Mean Street Posse. Air. I'm just gonna take you around to all the places that I eat at. We're gonna you know, yo that burger you posted <laughs> today on Instagram, son, like. You know, I'm a burger guy, so that was like, yeah. Yo, there is pastrami on this, and the burger, and the burger. There's horseradish, cheddar. Oh, so yeah, I need, good. I need that. I need that in my life. We, we had some some Parmesan truffle fries on the side. I had some really good truffle fries in Cincinnati this weekend. Really good. Shout. I was gonna say shout the truffle butter, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dice pi- Pineapples. Shout out to. <laughs> oh. We just, oh. I know. Yeah, I don't know why Marcus Graham didn't have like an ambiguously sexual reference to food as one of the songs on the track. Well, before. because we're trying to keep it on the straight and narrow, right? We're we're, we're walking a line. Man, you got a lot of good feedback for uh for for the Marcus Graham episode. Like people really like the questions that you asked. I felt an obligation, if only because I have been close enough to the project that I didn't, I felt like I could, and I knew you were doing other media, so I didn't want to just be like, so, Armand, how, how long have you been making music? Like, that's Tell not- Tell us about Marcus Graham. Who is Marcus Graham? Who well, is no, you Marcus, asked Marcus Graham? Yeah, but I didn't mean it. You know, it's like, and, and what is this epiphany? <laughs> like, I wanted to- <laughs> You asked some real questions. I want to go a little deeper. I want to ask questions that- because I, I got to I got to make assumptions. Like I already knew other things about it. Like I didn't have to because you're on this show, we didn't have to introduce necessarily everybody to, hey, right. this is Armand. You've never heard of him before. So like you know what I mean? Like we could the time that we had. That was the other thing. 
It's our podcast. We can make it as long as we want. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not right, like we right. had like a 45 minute slot. Um, and but, it's funny because yeah. I've been on Periscope like, hey, do you guys have any questions? Nope. <laughs> you know what, though? It's always hard. Like, I'll give you an example. So, like, I, um, uh, so I, uh, I supervise somebody at my job now, and like, I was doing, having like a, because the funny thing is, we're all remote at my company, so like, you know, having like a one-on-one with her, and it's you know via video, right? But it's you know, you you, you make it work. And at the end, I was like, hey, so do you have any like questions or anything like that? And I realized that it was totally on the spot. This wasn't like a planned meeting, like, and she, and she was just like. I don't really have anything right now, but you know, I realized I just sort of sprung that on her. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I yeah. feel like sometimes it's hard for people. Like, I, I think not like, I'm definitely somebody who likes, who is okay with thinking on my feet and just sort of coming up with stuff. It may not always be sure. the best thing, but clearly if you've ever listened to the show, and by the way, for all of you who are listening, thank you. I, I have no problem talking. So, <laughs> right. If I, if something pops in my brain, it's coming out of my mouth. So, but not everyone's like that. You know, and I think the same is, is is true for our fans. And if, you know, if you click on someone's Periscope and all of a sudden it's like, have any questions and, you know, people can feel whether it's intimidated or they don't know if it's a stupid question or, you know, all that stuff comes into play. Yeah, that's true. How, how is the, how has the response been to Marcus Grammery? Really, really good. Really good. Fantastic. I've heard, I've had stories of, uh, the, the story that stands out is a friend of mine gave the project to one of his friends he in turn gave the project to his mother. His mother in turn gave the project to uh, her friend and her friend gave the project to her boyfriend. So it just so happens that the woman and her boyfriend are having problems in their relationship. They're not communicating. He listens to the project and he's playing her songs off of the project and saying, this is what I've been trying to explain to you. I just didn't know how to articulate it. Mm. And it salvaged their relationship. That, that, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like we can start talking about Kairos now. Like I'm done. So we need, yeah. to, we need to get you a side, a side podcast. Will you? Let's um, just you talking about relationships. You know what? I've I've been thinking about a couple. Of, <laughs> we need to talk offline about some stuff and things that I've been thinking about doing. We 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 could you know we could just try to do like a call in radio show on uh, Sirius XM. Are we doing uh? What was the name of that show on MTV? Doc, yeah, <laughs> there was a Doctor Drew or whatever. Love line, love, love line, love line. Man. Yeah, we doing so like hip hop. We're doing. 16- we're doing hip hop love line, man. For like a 15, 16 year old kid watching that show at like eleven thirty oh, at night. Oh well, yeah, that was crazy. No, but we're doing grown. We're doing you know for the grown people, grown man bi. <laughs> I almost said for the grown and sexy, and then I was like, no, doc, you can't yeah, say we that. Do, we can do grown and sexy. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying we can. Uh. Listen, if you go to a grown and sexy party, you're not grown. You're very. <laughs> When we're in Pennsylvania on Saturday, you think we can try to find a grown and sexy party somewhere? You think they you have know that? What? I'm, I'm sure there. I'm sure <laughs> somebody's kidding. thrown one. The weather's not terrible. It feels like we're gonna have a warm winter. We're really random. How far are we into this episode? <laughs> we're like 25 minutes in already. Um, we haven't even talked about what we're gonna talk about, but we're just yeah. It's all good. It's all good. We um, I ain't talked to Doc in like two weeks. I've had a crazy busy week, and like I'm finally sort of like decompressing off of that week. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. So, you know, um, just spit these bars to make your head shake. <laughs> Speaking of bars, um, <laughs> your man Pusha. Pusha Ton. Gene Thornton. Uh, oh, we're going government name. Um, he, I, I was going to say he put out a song, but he hasn't quite put it out. Um, yeah. He put out the lyrics to a song called Untouchable. Yeah. Um, produced by Timbaland. Did you? Oh, okay. There's a snippet to it. It sounds... Um, 
you know, sort of minimal and kind of weird. I mean, basically push a style. So, Does it sound like, what's that one record that was on My Name Is My Name that had Ab Live on it? <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't sound like that. Okay. No, it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it, it works. Um, it's just the hook that they play, which is a, a, a biggie sample. Um, of course. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, Pusha thinks Biggie is the, the greatest rapper who's ever lived. Uh, you know, um, Suicide. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Um, but we haven't heard the song yet, so we can't really talk about it. But what I wanted to get your opinion on is we're now seeing, and your man, I should give full credit, your man Joe Budden did this. We're now seeing the release of lyrics before the song itself. Mm-hmm. Along with like, you know, the, and they all, and this has been in conjunction with Genius, rap, formerly Rap Genius, now it's just Genius. Mm-hmm. And you get this sort of officially verified. And so the fans can can read it and they can even comment on, on Genius.com without, of course, even hearing it, which of course is kind of hilarious. But um, what do you think about this idea? You know, the more that I, th- when I first initially saw it, I was like, eh. um, again, you know, I come from the, the Ula school. You know what I'm saying? Like looking up, looking up lyrics, printing them out and all when, that. When you say Ula, do you mean uh, uh, official, was it online? I think it was the original, original hip hop lyrics archive. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I spent a lot of time there. A lot, a lot. And this is like the new generation for that. Right. I think it's a great idea of actually, you know, the annotations are really dope. I have a couple of records on there. I'm actually getting the artist to come in. What, what Rob Markman has done is uh, now he's got like video interviews where they're actually talking about the record, breaking it down. And I realize now that these are the new album credits. Mm. Now that physical CDs are pretty much dying, this is the equivalent of opening up the book, reading the credits, uh, the artwork, all that stuff is now designated in one location. Um, because I believe that iTunes, is iTunes the only place where you get the digital booklet or is that on Amazon and Google Play as well? iTunes makes a point of giving you the digital booklet. I, I've never, I, I, I can't ever recall Amazon ever really offering that up. What's actually interesting about Apple Music, I think it's Apple Music. I'm trying to think, is it just with my actual iTunes library or if it's with my with Apple Music as well? But you can search, like, I think it might be it's just iTunes, but all that stuff is in is in the metadata. So, like, what I mean by that is music in Apple, like, has, like, they are aware of, like, who the writers and composers are. So you can search for people's, like, last names, like, their real last names, and you can actually find stuff that way. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but back to this whole notion of this being sort of the, the new age album booklet. I also think this is, if you are in this, if you have fans that are really going to care about your lyrics, this seems, and that's not a shot at other rappers, right? I'm just saying Pusha T and Joe Budden, their fans, they, they want to read the lyrics. Absolutely. What you're doing is you're creating a separate opportunity for promotion. Yeah. Right. Instead of just. Here's Untouchable, and then fans go and put the lyrics online, and there's no nothing around it. Instead, you can put the lyrics online, especially a record like Untouchable, where he takes a little bit of a shot um, at somebody on Cash Money because he's got a line about you know the last one to find out that baby owns the cars, you know, because um, he he's forever taking shots at them, right? Of course. Um, but especially if you have anything that Twitter or you know, a website can hook onto as a, Oh, check out the push a T lyrics where he's blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like that's one thing. And then the release 
of the actual song is another thing. You've taken right. what was one event and you've made it two. Mm-hmm. And for people like Joe Budden, people like Pusha T, who are operating in this medium area, right? They're not totally indie. Like, they're not indie, bottom of it. Like, you know, sort of... And Pusha signed to a label, and I don't even think Joe Budden is really signed to a major, right? No. Right, but they are still... Well, he, he won. Right, right, right. But in the world of... Like, in sort of... To me, like, in the world of hip-hop, they, are, they aren't that far off. They are sort of... Not in the same lane, but, you know, they're in that... They're not superstars, and they're not nobodies. Right. Right. They are known quantities, and they have fans who want who, who want certain things. For guys like that, especially if you if your focus is... Your lyricism, you could take advantage of Genius.com to do that because now you and now you're you can it's a it's another way to interact with your fans too. Absolutely, I'm thinking you should be doing this. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I've been busy for the last. No, no, no. I know, I know. Mark I'm just I'm, I'm thinking are, I'm thinking ideas. I'm thinking ideas. Yeah, Mar- Marcus Graham lyrics are definitely going on that site very very soon. I just haven't had the chance to get them all together and clean them up out of the mess that is my Evernotes. But they're they're coming. You, you don't pull a J. You don't just go in and do the verse off the top. You know, you know, off, off the top. Start mumbling. <laughs> nah, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not that. I'm not that cool yet. Mm. This um, next album, I probably will. Kairos two will probably have mad mumble lyrics. <laughs> We're gonna talk about mumble lyrics in in a, in a little while. Okay. Okay. And uh, I I just I just listened to something and was like, what? <laughs> but uh. But first, we could talk about the opposite of mumble lyrics. Which is? You mean Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, K-Dot. Okay, what's up? So there have, there's been some commentary online lately about sort of to pimp a butterfly seven or eight months later. Mm-hmm. So he's doing the tour. Which um, I heard really, really good. Com- there was an article on Complex that sort of... <sighs> the title is very... Um, clickbaity right it's absolutely why did everyone claim to enjoy kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly yeah, but that's complex clickbait central right the actual article uh, has some interesting points yeah uh in response there was an article on two dope boys mm-hmm. that says it's titled the misunderstanding of kendrick lamar and microwave and microwave journalism mm-hmm. i saw that you i think you tweeted about it and i i, I read these and i was just like oh I have so many, so many thoughts about this. But for you, when you read these, what was your first sort of reaction to this? Do you feel, oh, this is just blogs talking? Or do you feel like there's an interesting conversation to have about this album? I think it's both. Okay. Um, On one hand, I agree with the microwave journalism. You know, I don't think it's fair or accurate for certain albums. Not all, because some right off the bat, you, you got it. I don't think we need to take, you know, weeks and months to find out if we like a Travis Scott album. Okay, see um, now that you're actually cutting to the core of what I really want to talk about. This is great. okay. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no. This is good. We're getting right into um, it. With Kendrick's album, Kendrick's. I mean, if you remember, you and I, I think we took a, we took an extra week. Yeah. To make sure that we got everything. Why um, did we take the extra week though? It was a lot. It was a lot, but we took the extra week because it was important right fine important this was seen as an important album a complex album one that you need to digest i I agree okay i agree um yeah it was real clickbaity it okay here we go the one thing about this album is it is very polarizing Mm. there are people who do not know about music prior to 
maybe 1998, 1999. So the instrumentation, the P-Funk, all the stuff that was in the album, Into Pimp a Butterfly, we dismissed it. And I remember originally not liking All Right because it was one of the few modern sounding songs right. on the project, which I, I, I now think the song is super dope, um, which brings up another point that we'll talk about later. I need to write down that I wanted to run by you. Um, so I think it was really clickbaity. And I think just in our generation, just in our culture, it's, it's just commonplace for us to have opinions very quickly. And because we're not talking about this album that, you know, it, it's, it almost speaks to both sides. On one hand, if you, if you're, if you don't digest it, then you know, something's wrong with you. You're not deep enough. You're not smart enough to get it. And on the other hand, you may not like the music or the instrumentation or whatever. And it's just, it's very much a, you need to listen to music the way that I listen to music. And if you don't, then you're wrong. Hmm. I think everybody sort of plays a part in that. And I think music is subjective. Uh, that's why Clock Radio Speakers is so dope is because you and I disagree all the time. Our fans disagree with us. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time. But like, that's okay. Right. So there's no like universal law that says you have to think that this is the greatest album ever. This is the dopest MC ever. And this is the greatest beat. It's music. Right. I have a lot of issues with what Two Dope Boys is raising here. This notion that, and I heard you just say it sort of like, if you aren't familiar with sort of more of a history of music, if your if your understanding of music starts in say the '90s, then you don't have an appreciation maybe for some of the instrumentation that's happening here. Would you say that's a fair assessment of what you were saying? Yeah, right. The problem is is that I don't owe Kendrick anything. Um, Kendrick makes music, and we consume it. Um, it you do, people don't have an obligation to like educate themselves up to decide if something sounds good. Right. Like, I think it helps though. No, I, I think you can, I, I, I think Kendrick Lamar wanted to make a difficult album. So he made a difficult album. I think the problem is, is that he made a, he made a challenging album. He made a really good album. I don't think he made a great album. He made a really good album. Ah, uh, see, he made a really good album. And oh, it we'll is talk in December. <laughs> okay. And the types of music that he is often using on the album are, it is historically black music. Mm -hmm. It This album is so cloaked. It, I, I feel like some people conflate the actual sounds and the actual like, is this a catchy song with the message and the symbolism behind the songs, right? And I, I feel like I understand what the complex article is getting at, even if I don't think it does it in a great way, right? On the one hand, Sort of this question of, is 72 hours enough to evaluate an album? I think you can listen to an album and decide if it's, you can, I think, I think a listen to an album is enough to figure out if it's on the thumbs up or thumbs down. I don't, I don't know if you can really get into, or, you know, calibrating it beyond that, but right. you can figure out pretty quickly if this is good music or not. Yeah. But also on the other hand, there are those albums that sound better later. I, I always bring up the example of, of Young Gun's first album. I first heard it, thought it was terrible. Um, didn't listen to it again. I played it again maybe like four or five months later and thought it was super dope. Right. There are totally, th th there's another part to this, which is that how you feel about music depends upon your state of mind, where you're at, right. how you've heard it. Right. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that means you need to hear things in every possible scenario or if it means that sometimes you just need a little bit of time, but I think overall, I don't think it's that unfair to expect people to listen to something and at least decide, 
would I ever want to hear this again? It doesn't mean it has replay value. It doesn't mean that I love it, but I hear it and I'm like, nah, or hmm, that's kind of interesting. Like, I don't think that's too crazy to ask. Yeah. I, 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 like, I think we, I think, because honestly, two dope, two dope boys, when he started getting into like the whole Black Lives Matter, yeah. rhetoric, I, I shut, I shut my brain shut down. Because I'm starting to have issues with that. But that's another episode. Oh, we should probably have that episode soon then. Yeah, we probably should. It's not really much of an episode. It's just a statement. Um, But like, again, music is subjective. So I I just can't, I can't be mad if somebody listens to music differently than me. And in our self-absorbed, self-indulgent culture, it's like, I have all the right answers. And if yours disagree with mine, if they don't fall in line with mine, you know, then you're wrong. It's like, right. And what two dope boys is basically saying is that if you don't appreciate, if you don't appreciate, you know, the history of black music, then you're wrong. I mean, but I think you should, I think you should, but the reality of it is, is that we don't, we don't teach, like we get mad when there's kids who want Michael Jordan shoes, but never watch Michael Jordan play. But are you sitting those kids down and like playing, like showing them games of Michael Jordan, or there's there's rappers who think that you know J Cole's the best rapper alive. Are you going back and you know playing him Illmatic, and then in turn playing him Paid in Full to see where the lineage of it comes from? Are you sitting down with your kids and saying, well, hey, you have an interest in art. Well, your great grandfather used to paint. Here's some of his paintings. Like, I think that's I think part of that is appreciation. But this generation is so like. Right now, we don't really take the time to do that. So instead I, of saying, y'all don't appreciate this, like create something. But I, okay, let me make this one point and then I, because I, I know you want to say something. No, 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 no. This is good. This is Somebody good. made a really good point about the information. I was talking to a friend of mine and she made a really good point about the information age. Okay. We live in the information age, but most of us only research the information that is pertinent to us. Yeah. So we have all this information available. But if it doesn't interest us, it's just going to be floating in the wind. And I think that's what this opens the door to. Like, it's available for you to learn about black music and appreciate black music. But, you know, I guess the question is, if you don't, can you still enjoy To Pimp a Butterfly? Right. And here, here's what's an interesting problem to me with, with To Pimp a Butterfly. The problem with To Pimp a Butterfly is that Good Kid Mad City exists. And <sighs> we, I, hear me out. Hear me out. This whole notion of like, it takes a while to digest an album. Good Kid Mad City had a lot of depth to it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on there. However, you could also listen to it superficially and enjoy it. Mm. It is possible to do both. I'm not saying it's easy. There are a few albums that can. Mm. But Kendrick Lamar has proven that he can do it. Mm -hmm. I think he purposely made To Pimp a Butterfly the way it is. Right. So you never I haven't heard I guess. So I guess with that being said, are you basically saying, you know, until Kendrick comes out and says, well, y'all didn't appreciate this album because X, Y and Z. If he if he mimics what was said in the two dope boys article, then do we need to raise an eyebrow? I don't think you need to hear. I mean, it's in the I mean, everything that he has done associated with essentially everything he has done over the past year has proven that he is not interested, at least right now, in making Good Kid Mad City Part 2. I agree. And he shouldn't. I think that's the good th- I think that's the thing that I like about To Pimp a Butterfly 
is that it's not Good Kid, Mad City 2. Because now I can enjoy Good Kid, Mad City. And like when, when I went to that Kendrick show, the reason why I posted those, I posted three videos. One, one from Section 80, one from Good Kid, and one from Tapemba Butterfly. Those are three totally different experiences from the same artist. And right. I think that's dope. I don't and disagree we don't with have, that. We don't have that enough. I don't disagree with that. I just... It's tough, right? I mean, we, we've talked about this. It's a running thing through the show, comparing artists to what they've done before. It's completely yeah. unfair, and yet it's completely understandable. Yeah. People are going to do it. Um, here, like when I read sort of this Studio Boys thing, and I hear this from other people as well, is like if something is challenging, if something has a message, if it's deep and meaningful, I feel like – I'm not saying everybody, but I feel like there's a certain population of people for whom if it's got that, that's enough. Yeah. Like – to me, well, what if that's not enough? What if it still has to be a catchy song? What if you still have to hear it and like it? Mm. Like, what if you need bangers for the average person to care to listen more? Club bangers? What if Songs you need- for the chicks? Yeah, those are all, those are all um, uh, hip-hop shade words, right? They are, they are sly, sort of, oh, well, we have to make stuff that's catchy. Yeah, it's called <laughs> pop music. You do. And the fact that for years we, we de- de- you know, derisively said, oh, that's the chick record. It's because it was so bad or so obvious that that's not what that person wants to do. Right. But there, th- these things kind of exist. And I-, I guess I would say this much. Kendrick Lamar, ma- he is making popular music. Yeah. He is pro- right. He has proven him. He is in that lane and he purposefully made a song that does not sound like popular music yeah i mean he made an album like he that that is the sound of to pimp a butterfly yep it is purposely different so i so i think kendrick i think and with that we haven't said that because when you make that there's a risk there yes there's absolutely a risk where people aren't going people may not get this and you have to be or, okay with what, people not getting it i don't like that term people might not like it how about that Okay, there we go. Because getting it, again, it's this, it's, I'm not saying it's coming from you, but I read in this Two Dope Boys article, it strikes me of elitism. It's, mm-hmm. I know the history of black music. I am a conscious human being. I'm aware of what's going on. I am on a higher level. I get Kendrick Lamar and you just want your young thug club hits to go take a hike. Mm. That sort of elitism is dripping over this article to me. Mm. I'm not saying that's coming from you. I'm really not. But- that's the problem I have with with sort of and granted we're going one article against another, but I see it online sometimes, and I saw that with some of the reaction for Kendrick Lamar mm. to, in this mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with that. That's real. Well, what do you say to the people who think that we're elitist? Oh, I'm a s- total snob and elite elitist. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Have you seen my Instagram? Haven't you seen my movie? <laughs> <laughs> A oh. shark ate me. <laughs> uh yeah you uh, am i an elitist but i guess but again like i own it though i guess i would yeah, say with with clock radio speakers i guess it's like it's something that we don't hide i might be uh, i'm opinionated clearly that's why we have yes. a show but am i an elitist i don't know i like i, I don't would, know if an elitist would okay here we go so would an elitist listen to an album that he knows he's not going to like just to tell people that he doesn't like it? Because there's been albums that we've listened to that maybe you, there's sometimes it's been, I'm telling you, hey, listen to this album. Right. Vice versa. Sometimes it's been, 
this is what's going on in the culture and we want to give our perspective on it. Right. So maybe like a Chief Keef album where we're not Chief Keef fans, but let's listen to this album. And now when we do those episodes, do they come off as y'all just y'all just reviewed this album just to bash it? Well, to me, honestly, it's we reviewed the album and it turns out it was terrible. So that's why we bashed it. Like, then to, who, me, <laughs> to me, then who's to say to somebody who somebody thinks that that album is great? Then uh, awesome. They think it's great. Like, to me, that would be like if we said, if you're a sports journalist, do you watch a game just so you can bash it or just so you can bash on a player? I actually think some sports journalists do. Absolutely, they do. But the idea is I watch something and if it's good, I rave about it. If it's not good, I talk about it. If there's some interesting angle, I talk about the interesting angle. I really truthfully approach stuff. I'm like, what is this saying to me? And sometimes things say nothing. Like we've had, we have talked about it. There have been episodes where we'll like skip over an album. Like, look, if we, if, if between the two of us, if we spend like five minutes or 10 minutes talking about an album, we can talk about, we can talk about Ja Rule off the cuff at the beginning of a show for five minutes. If I can't talk about an album for more than five minutes, it's probably because there was nothing interesting about it. Yeah. Right. I, it's not like I'm, go, you know, like here's an example, like that DJ Khaled album is completely ridiculous, but there's nothing interesting about it, actually. That that's that's the point. It's and amazing. The, it's an amazingly boring album. Yeah. And that and that's been my point with, you know, I really want to talk about something that, that happened this week where I'm not going to get into details or whatever, because it's some madness behind it. But there was a particular artist who was upset about, you know, um, not being featured on certain podcasts, not getting booked for certain shows, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Um, kind of threw a shot at your boy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to his SoundCloud. I need, I need I some details behind the scenes. I'll send it to you later. So I, I don't know why I didn't send it to you when it, when it happened. So I go to his SoundCloud and I realize why the Bible says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if something is really, really good, like you said, we're going to be able to talk about it in depth, in detail. It's going to be interesting and engaging, even if something is really, really bad. So we talk about our Slaughterhouse episodes, our, our Wyclef and our, our Fuji's <laughs> retrospective. Some of those albums and songs are so bad that they are in, immensely engaging in maybe a, a, a comical way. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But dude's music was very whatever. Mm. It sounded like everybody else. He wasn't particularly bad at rapping. Right. He just didn't do anything to stand out other than sound like what's on the radio. Right. And when you're when you have an opinion on something or a strong opinion about something, whether it's good or bad, that strong opinion sticks with you for a while. It's why people are very uh, loyal to brands. I had a great experience with. Uh, flying with Delta. So I'll never fly on another airline because I love Delta. I had a terrible experience with American. I'm never flying American Airlines again. Um, or, you know, I flew Southwest. It was okay. You know, so eh, if the ticket price is okay, I guess, but I'm not going to directly go to their website and buy the ticket from them. I'm not going to spend my money on on them in particular. Oh, so you got to do Southwest and then you got to make sure you get, you, you got to make sure you check in as early as possible and then you got to get those exit row seats us with long legs it's a lifesaver <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely it's one of the reasons why i hate the fact that i don't live in japan anymore because anytime i would get on a plane they would immediately move me to the front and say please sit here for 18 hours thank you yeah. but um, anyway. but if you're but if you're mediocre if you are a mediocre rapper mediocre basketball player whatever it is that you do 
If you're just eh, all right at it, the minute that I give my eh assessment, I'm never thinking about you again. Right. And you don't want that. Um, so I think the fact that we're talking about Kendrick in this way, um, it it says that this album still, it, it, if anything, it's polarizing compared to a lot of other albums that have come out this year that were supposed to be albums of the year and all this other stuff. And after the week they came out, we're not talking about them. Are you even remotely interested in this Young Jeezy album? Who? Man. <laughs> For Doc to give a who to Young Jeezy. What a time. What a time to be alive. Um, he this Is this worse than TM103? Which actually ended up, you know. It, it was all right. It was all right. Choice. Yeah. He, I mean, like, just in terms of the rollout, like, he's literally putting out everything. Everything. There is and, no mystery. But nothing sticking. Well, it, yeah, that's the problem. There's nothing sticking. So because nothing like if you throw out like two or three records and nothing sticks, your loyal fans might still go, well, we'll see what else is there. You right. throw out how many how many songs is he thrown out? Shoot. I, I saw I watched the uh, he did like a little documentary on the TM101 concert that he did. I completely forgot he did it. And uh, at the end, it had like the single covers. So I think there was like seven you and can't. he's put out, I think he's put out two records this week. Right. And his album has one feature and it's Janelle Monet on a hook. All Jeezy. All Jeezy all the time. So what's going to happen with, uh, with, uh, um, what's, what's, who am I thinking of? Um, is, are there production credits out? Is Shawty Red going to be on his joint? Like, or is it just going to be Metro Boomin? I, I put, I don't. Does anybody care about G? I mean, it sounds terrible, but like he is not the sound of Atlanta. Isn't that amazing? You know who isn't the sound of Atlanta? Also, who? Young Thug. Is isn't it just amazing that like future futures just just and, dwarfed everything? Right, and that you know, I swear, like the reaction to some of futures music, nothing makes me feel older. Because like I'm, I'm not even sounding like like I'm not a fan of, of some of future stuff, but it's like really like that's the dude right now. Yeah, future. Yeah. Like um, I, I, I suspect like a year from now, we will look back on this and maybe I'll eat my words. I suspect we'll look back on this as, oh, that was Future's run. Yep. Right. Because, and we're going to talk about it when we talk about this Puff thing. Like he's just tr- like, clearly people are just getting him in front of a microphone and saying, I need you to say some words involving this. And then, oh. he's, and then he's just churning out hooks. Fam. <laughs> Fam. Yeah. Can we t- do you are you ready to talk about this puff album or is there anything else that we need to address with this Kendrick? Um did I have anything else I wanted? <laughs> What's the name of that puff record on the side continues when like it was like a like a Batman it was like the sample like you're asking me to remember a random song off the side continues. I know out of anybody you could ask, I have a decent shot of, of having the answer to that, but come on. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you listened to To Pimp a Butterfly? last week actually uh, a couple days ago does it still work for you yes i love that album i skip a lot of songs i love that album skip a lot of records we hope you enjoyed side a of this week's episode please check out side b at clockradiospeakers.com